Till I die and they put me in the coffin yeah. Don't matter if I'm on the road or if I'm recording Tell me what you think about me, that really ain't important You know I'm a representative, I ain't playing, can't afford to I only got one life, I'ma get it though And this is not a act, not a movie, not a TV show I don't know what quit me, I don't ever take it slow You know I'm on the ground, me and Toby in the studio Go for the king, what you know about that? Say you going harder, mm, I doubt that say you doing work, but you asking where the couch at? How you doing work when you asking where the couch at? God is not a crutch, you can use them when you wanna You only look to heaven when you going through some drama And when they going through some problems, that's the only time you call them I guess I don't understand that life, wonder why, cause I'm all in are definitely all in, all in as a Christ follower, all in as a podcaster, all in as a pastor, all in as a geek, uh, which is why we do this podcast. For those of you who are new, first and foremost, pray everyone had a, a very Merry Christmas and hoping everyone had a very happy and safe new year. Uh, and this podcast is all about talking about things geeky, comic book wise, tech, sci-fi, all of that stuff, uh, and not necessarily looking at it from a Christian perspective, but saying it's okay to be a Christian and be all of those things, a geek, uh, a comic book lover, a movie lover, a TV lover, all that kind of stuff. So uh, for our very first episode, 2018, um, I am going solo. Ben and Corey are not with me, uh, but we will be doing more episodes with them in the gym, on the road, in the restaurant, in the studio. And when I say in the studio, I usually mean sitting at one of our houses, hanging out either before, after gaming or whatever. But uh, here's here's what we're doing for this this year. I wanted to start off, um, first of all, wondering why there are no more Android tablets, just the Pixel C thing, that laptop tablet combo which is way more expensive than the 7-inch Nexus tablet that I bought in 2013. It's also way bigger. It's a 10-inch tablet. So I'm guessing they're not doing that 7-inch tablet thing anymore. Uh, and my Nexus 7, although it works fine, I'm seeing the signs of old age and looking to upgrade because it's about to turn 5. Uh, so I'm kind of wondering why they're not doing that. But that's not what we're going to be talking about this episode. This episode, I'm really wondering, really, really like mind blowing, wondering what the heck is Movie Pass? What is it? How does it work? Why you should care? And why I'm all in on Movie Pass? And that's up next on the Bifrost Bridge podcast. You're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. Okay, I'm the coolest. I am a movie fan from, like, way, way back. Um, seriously, if you've been listening to the podcast, at least a third uh, or so of our episodes are about movies. Granted, they're comic book movies, but 
still movies. But as you're probably aware, the cost of movies has gone up significantly. And the number of like dollar theaters uh, has shrunken significantly. You used to could find them everywhere where once a movie left the normal theaters, after their first run, they would stay in the dollar theater uh, where you could catch them for, you know, $5 flat or a dollar, literally a dollar. Those are pretty much going the way of the dinosaur. uh, And then in steps, MoviePass. Uh, Now, MoviePass has been around for a few years. It used to be $50 a month. Uh, to view as many movies as possible, uh, specifically at AMC theaters, and we're hoping in the future that will expand. Uh, we don't know, you know, we'll see. Uh, not a whole lot of people cared till they recently dropped the price to $10 a month uh, within the last couple of months. Now, I don't have a dramatic sound effect, so enter a dramatic sound effect when I say $10 a month, like $10 a month. Yeah, that's where you should have entered it. But think about it. $10 a month to view movies for free all month long or as many as you can see in a month, one a day for a month. So why are we talking about it? Because it's movies, number one, and it's $10 a month. And of course, there's an app for that. Uh, So here's the thing. Let's talk about how will it work for the users. Um, How will they make money in order to sustain that economic model? Uh, And let's talk about the pros and cons of the the whole MoviePass venture. So uh, here's how it works for the user. The user pays $10 a month. You sign up online, kind of like Netflix or Hulu Plus or anything. Sign up online. Uh, But then MoviePass will send you a debit card. Now, your month, $10 your month, doesn't start until you go to your first movie, Uh, Because it takes, they say, about two weeks for you to receive a debit card. I've heard or read online where people were complaining that their card didn't come for three or four weeks. And obviously in the last few months when they uh, increased their number exponentially from, you know, uh, a few thousand users. And we'll talk about that to way more uh, when they dropped it from 50 to 10 dollars a month. Number of users increased. So that kind of created a backlog. I get that. But. On average, they say it takes about two weeks. Uh, the user will download an app. And via that app, they'll pick a movie at a participating theater. Now, uh, so far, again, it's only AMC theaters, but not all AMC theaters from what I understand. Uh, I looked online and there is, um, I put in my zip code. And normally if I go like Fandango and put in my zip code and say, show me theaters near me, it'll show me theaters within you know a 20 mile radius. The closest one to me is uh, a luxury theater where they have the reclining seats and you have to reserve online and all that kind of stuff, which has made it convenient because, you know, as you hear us talk about on the podcast, we like to go see movies, uh, but we also like to get the tickets like way in advance and we're no longer at the age where we're hanging out and catching the midnight episode. But uh, movie producers and makers have realized that and the studios now allow movies to be released instead of at midnight, uh, like Thursday night going into Friday, uh, they're released like a 9 p.m. or an 8 p.m. show uh, on Thursday night, which makes it way easier for uh, some of us. But still, instead of going to the theater and standing in line, even for a 9 p.m. show, showing up at 6 p.m. and standing in line for three hours to go see... Um, Black Panther, which is coming out in February, 
even when we buy the tickets in advance, what we do is we go online. Uh, we find out how many of us are going with family, without family, whatever. And one of us will just go book. All right, here's the tickets. Here's the day we're going. And we pick the seats, which is great. Now, you can't do that with MoviePass. There are a few, and they will give you a list of the theaters. There's like a, a handful of theaters that will let you do that and, and do it online. But for the most part, you have to go to the theater. You can't do online seat reservation, which a lot of theaters are moving towards. And maybe that's something they'll rectify in the future. But once you pick a theater and a movie and select it uh, in the app, then they download the cost of the movie onto your specialized debit card, the movie pass card that I'm waiting to get in the mail that they sent to you. When you go, you use that to pay for the ticket. Now, the thing is, if you're going, that cost can change um, depending on the time of the day. You know, if you're going at eight o'clock at night, it might be, you know, 12 bucks versus if you're going at two in the afternoon, it might be six, seven or eight bucks, depending upon your theater. Uh, but once you pick a theater, they, they send that money onto your ticket. That also can change depending upon your location. Uh, and you use that card. Once they download the money onto the card, you go in. And here's the other thing. It can only be used that same day. You can't do it in advance. It can only be used that same day. So if I want to go see, you know, um, the upcoming, you know, uh, Infinity Wars or Black Panther or any of those type of movies that you know you're going to try to get seats in advance for, uh, probably not. But there's some secondary movies that I probably would use it to go see. Uh, but again, cost is going to vary. You can do that every day for a month, one movie a day, and you only pay $10, even though they will download the full cost, whether it be $6, $8, or $12, the full cost, they will download that full cost onto your card so the the movie theater is getting the full price of the ticket. Now, here's, here's the other thing. It doesn't work with 3D. 3D movies, IMAX movies, you're not going to, you know, catch any of those movies there. Uh, but it does work with every, from what I understand so far, or most uh, AMC theaters, and if you're going that same day, there's been a lot of days where I'm like, oh, you know what? Uh, I should probably, you know, go see this movie or go see that movie. Uh, but I just, you know, haven't thought about it. So or I haven't wanted to pay the money or put that off because ah, is it worth my time? But there's a lot of movies that now I will definitely go see because it's included in the cost. So, like, I would not pay to go see Pitch Perfect 3. That's just me. Uh, I'm a, I, I love musicals. My favorite movie of all time is a musical. We'll talk about that in another podcast. Uh, but I would definitely go see Pitch Perfect 3 now because it's not costing me really anything. Uh, I probably would not have gone to see it any other way. I would have waited for it to hit like TV, not even Netflix or DVD, but TV. Uh, I will probably go see Jumanji. Probably wouldn't have paid for that. Maybe have waited for that to come to DVD. I probably would go see The Greatest Showman. Uh, I probably only would have gone to see that if I had gotten other people to go see it. But now, you know what? I'm like, hey, you know what? It's out. Why not? I'll, I'll go see it. What's, what's the harm? Uh, I probably will not go see... 
what's it called Ferdinand because it just it's not my thing. Uh, I mean, now I will because it's free. Uh, I probably would not have seen it. Uh, Downsizing, probably go see. Darkest Hour, probably go see. Uh, all these other movies that are that are coming out, um, I'll probably go see them now because it's in the cost. So movies that I would not normally have gone to see, I will probably go see now uh, because I've already paid for it. So I feel like I kind of have to. It's like with my a gym. I pay 10 bucks a month, Planet Fitness. If I don't use it and only use it like once, I feel like, okay, uh, I only lost $10 that month. But if I were paying $30, 40 $50 and I only used it once, I would feel like I have to go four, five, or six times. This is kind of like the opposite. Because I've, I'm only paying $10, I feel like I have to get the most out of that. So I have to go see as many movies as possible. Um, so it seems too good to be true. And it isn't. Uh, over the New Year's vacation, uh, I was talking about this with my family. And literally a bunch of them, excuse me, a bunch of them pulled out their phones and started, oh, we got to check this out. This sounds like a scam or whatever. And it's not. So if you're interested, go check out the details on moviepass.com for more details. The only drawback is can they sustain this? Because if you invest 10 bucks a month and you get used to it, uh, uh, even some of the uh, movie people who supported it, movie production people and AMC also who supported it when it was $50 a month, once it dropped to 10, they were like, wait a second, if this can't be sustained, moviegoers are going to be used to paying little or nothing for movies. And if they have to start paying 10, 12, 15 bucks again, they're just going to stop going. So here's the big question. How do they make money? Because if they can't make money, it's not worthwhile. And here, this is great um, uh, for us as a users, but how do they make money? Um, and if they, if it does crash, then hopefully it crashes, you know, at the end of my $10 rather than at the beginning. Uh, but it like, you know, it's only $10. So if it does crash and you get two, three, six months out of it, good for you. But it's in the best interest of all the subscribers if they can sustain the $10 model rather than go back to the 50 per month model. Because if they go back to the 50 per month model, most people will probably, you know, not stay involved. That's, that's a significant increase, five times your cost. But if they do the Netflix model, which is what this is, and increase it little by little, I would probably stay in. I would probably stay in up to the $20 a month because movie, you know, movies do cost a lot. Past that, I really don't know. So here's the thing. Let's look at the economics of it, right? At $50 per month, uh, they had at a maximum, uh, and you can Google this, 20,000 subscribers, which equates to $1 million per month. That's how much they were making. We don't know how much they were paying out because we have no idea how many people were going. But as of December 20th of 2017, they surpassed 1 million subscribers, which equates to $10 million a month. So they went from 1 million a month to 10 million a month uh, in several months. And, you know, places like Netflix and, you know, all these other places, it took them, Hulu, it took them uh, years to get up to a million subscribers. But in this day and age, we know it doesn't take that long. So right now, best guesstimate, 1 million subscribers. They're paying $9.95 a month or 10 bucks a month. So 10 million a month, which is great. 
But if they have to pay out more than they take in, it's not so great. They can't sustain it. The business falls. So they helped to make money in two ways. Two ways that they are hoping to make money. First, subscribers, more subscribers who won't use it enough. So that let's let's look at this. The average price of a ticket in the first quarter of 2017 was just under nine dollars. It was like eight dollars and eighty something cents. Uh, so let's say nine dollars. Okay, let's say nine dollars. First quarter of 2017. So let's say it's the same for the end. Nine dollars. If every user uses Movie Pass four times a month, which is a reasonable amount, you know, once a week, and so people might go twice or three times. It's only once a day. So, uh, for if every user uses it four times a month, that's four million times a month. Four times a month, one million users. Four million times a month times nine dollars equals thirty-six million dollars a month. That's great. Thirty-six million dollars a month uh, is is a lot of money that they are paying out. It's great for the movie industry, but it's not great for them, right? So here's what they're hoping: they're hoping some users will use it less. Instead of every user using it four times a month, there'll be some that use it four or five or six initially. Uh, and then just like Netflix and our gym memberships, we use them like crazy other times they go and use for months, right? Uh, there are some months where, like I said, I, I just didn't make it to the gym except maybe once. Uh, there are other months where I make it two or three times a week and keep that up consistently. Now, they're also hoping that the users in the areas where tickets are $5, or $6 will increase to offset the number of users in areas where tickets are $8 or $9 or more. So people in like New York and Washington, D.C. who are paying more expensive ticket prices. Um, they're hoping they get more users in places, you know, rural, suburban areas, middle America, uh, where tickets are only five or six bucks because then they're not paying out as much. So again, this may or may not work. But this isn't all they're banking on. They're not just banking on subscribers not using it enough and an increase in subscribers in areas where ticket costs are low. They're also hoping to generate revenue through archiving and selling user habits. They track movie trends and movie-going habits because they know which movies their users are going to see. And they're hoping marketers and movie studios will pay large amounts of money for that data which it is theirs to sell. Now, that data is more valuable as their number of subscribers increase and as the areas in which they have subscribers increases. That data is worth a little bit of money for 20,000 people, worth a lot more for a million people, worth a little bit for 20,000 people spread across, let's say, five or 10 states, worth a lot more for a million people spread across 10 states because that's a lot more users in, in, in those areas. And if they can increase the number of users in other areas, then it becomes even more. And as subscribers continue to use their product, they have instant access to ongoing valuable data, which people will pay for. So again, it's all about the subscribers. It's all about whether or not subscribers continue to use the product or not. And I think that's going to depend on the pros and the cons. Now, again, I can tell you the pros and cons with more detail once my card arrives. Um, I signed up right before New Year's. It takes about, again, two weeks for the card to arrive. So we will see 
uh, how that turns out for me. But as far as I can tell, the pros, seriously, a movie a day for $10 a month or literally 32 cents a day. And you can do that as long as they continue to have this model, this business model. Uh, so, you know, for the same price that you could feed a starving child in the third world country, which hopefully some of us are donating and doing, for the same price that you can donate to help rebuild Puerto Rico, 10 bucks, which hopefully some of us are doing, uh, you can also see a movie a day, 10 bucks. And each movie, 32 cents a day. Um, and, you know, depending on where you work, what time you work, it may not be feasible to always do that. Uh, but four movies a week I mean, it's great again for families uh, you can sign the entire family up and save a bundle I don't know that they have a family rate uh, you know it's probably uh, you can only use that card you can't transfer it to anyone uh, but if let's say you have a family of three or four a movie night out for a family of four can cost easily $40 just a movie no food no popcorn or anything else uh, but you can pay that same amount once a month and have multiple movie nights, even if you pay $40 a month and you only take your family out two or three times uh, a month and then, you know, one or two times the next month, um, it's great. They're also helping on the increase the more you attend because you didn't spend as much on the movie. You'll spend more on popcorn and all that kind of stuff. So they're hoping for all that kind of junk as well, which people probably will. If you don't have to shell out, you know, 50 bucks to take your family to the movie you're more willing to shell out 15 or 20 bucks uh to get you know two huge things of popcorn so that's another pro another pro is an individual who goes to the movie three or four times a month can easily save and would be crazy not to sign up if you're like me and you love movies and you say oh i'd go see that oh, i'd go see that even if you go two or three times a month you're saving a bundle. If you go once and the normal ticket price is $12 and you're only paying $10 a month, you just save two bucks. Um, it's worth it. Those are the pros. It's cheap. It's great for families. Um, cons, it's only one movie a day, right? Uh, there have been days, when, especially when I had the dollar theater, where if I had the day off, I would go do two or three movies just because I could because that's how I wanted to spend my day off. Um, but it's one movie a day. Another con is it's limited to AMC theaters, and I can't guarantee all AMC theaters, so uh, check the theaters near you before signing up. You can go to their website, and you can put in your zip code, and it will show you the theaters near you that you can use. Uh, it might be great for you um, as an individual because there's a theater near you, and it's a cheap price, but it's not great for dates because it's only for you. Uh, so if you have to pull out the movie pass to pay for you and then another card to pay for your date, it might look like, oh, this guy, he's, you know, putting a date price for a movie on multiple cards. Or if you're out in the dating realm, spring for two, you can cancel at any time. Spring for two, one for you, one for your date. If it's the same woman that you're dating and you both like movies, spring for two, it's worth it. Um, uh, another con is, as we said, it won't last unless multiple people sign up. They're bringing in at a million subscribers, $10 a month, $10 million a month. But if all of those subscribers go four times a month, then they're paying out $36 million at an average of $9 a ticket. 
Uh, and again, that's going to vary because in some places the tickets are only five or six. Other places, you know, depending on time of day, it could change, all that stuff. So uh, one of the cons is we don't know how long it's going to last and we won't know for a while. Uh, the same speculation happened when Netflix came out. No one thought it would, you know, it last. They thought it cost them too much to get the movies uh, than it would for them to make money. And they're making a lot of money, but they're also $20 billion in debt. So we have no idea how this is going to work, if this is going to work. Uh, they have some investors, they have some capital, they have a great idea. It's a matter of can they sustain the business model? So I don't know about you, but I'm in. I definitely recommend you check it out, see if it works for you. I'll do a follow-up once I get my, my actual debit, my movie pass debit card, and I've attended a few movies, or maybe I won't because I'll be so busy you know, doing movies. Until then, Happy New Year from all of us at the Bifrost Bridge Podcast. <laughs>